Hello everyone, welcome back to Out of Context, and yes, much to your disappointment, it is I, Ashley. I have returned. It's just myself, myself, and that one other guy that occasionally, you know, likes to talk during the podcast in between all of us other hosts and guests that like to be here. Uh, I'm not going to introduce him yet, he's going to wait. Last episode, it was without me. We had Becky, we had Adrian, we had Sarah, but there was no Ashley. What happened to Ashley? Do you want to know what happened to Ashley? I'm not going to tell you. You get to suffer and you can let your imaginations run wild. Was I out committing a crime? Was I, you know, just sleeping? Was I just in a different plane of existence? We'll never know. Well, I mean, I'll know, but you, you'll never know. And that's what you have to sit with. And during that podcast, there was a lot of smack talk that was going on. And... Yeah. Yeah. You all forget I know where to find each and every one of you. Now, am I talking to people that previously recorded this podcast, or am I talking to you listeners? You'll only know. You'll only find out one way or the other. Anyway, here's Adrian. Thank you for that full-throated endorsement. I uh, truly appreciate the introduction. <clears throat> and, uh, yes, you were missed last week. I mean, the whole panel... Just really missed you. And all we talked about was how much we missed Ashley. We wish she, wishes she was here. But alas, due to heavy editing and government conspiracies, they turned it into all something negative. They just dubbed in all our voices. It was all AI generated and, you know, they turned it evil. But fear not, I can tell you from the bottom of my heart, I truly missed you. And, and of course, folks, too bad. Once again, we're not on Twitch or anything, so you can't see her eye roll, because right now she's looking at the back of her brain, because of all the eye roll she's been doing this whole time. But no, she's missed. And to you, my dear friend, Ashley, yes, you are my friend. Welcome back to the Out of Context podcast. Ah, uh, hate you. I hate that. And I also keep staring into my webcam, because I can see my dog in, on my bed behind me, and he just thinks he owns it. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Buster. Yeah. So... But yeah, uh, here we are. Here we are today. It's been, it's been a day. Uh, I am currently going through my newest obsession at the moment. It's another video game. And I just think it's funny. I'm not going to explain it. Adrian's only want me to explain things I'm currently obsessed about. And I don't want to do that. It's called Baldur's Gate 3. And look it up. If you're on TikTok, you should already know what, it is, what it's about. Uh, it's just really funny how during... What was it? Not Hogwarts Legacy, where I was pretty much obsessed with that game for a month until I beat it, and I was done. Uh, occasionally, I still go back to it when I get bored. Uh, I started playing Star Wars when that came out, because that was the next game I was looking forward to. And I remember, I think it was during the week, uh, just to be, you know, polite and stuff, when my husband's home, we're both home at night, I'll look, and I was like, hey, do you mind if I go play video games instead of me sitting here on the couch and just watching TV? And he's like, yeah, that's fine. And then there was a night, he's like, just go play it so that way you can get it out of your system until, until the next game comes out. And I said, no, there's not another game that's coming out that I want to play right now. Like, there's nothing else I'm looking forward to. Which at the moment in time, that was very true. Um, and the only thing I knew that was coming out was Assassin's Creed. The next one that's coming out, I think it's called Mirage. That one's still not out yet. I'm waiting for it. Because that one's going to be an obsession, based one for a month. Uh, but in between, there's been other games that have come out. And again, 
which is where I'm saying is Baldur's Gate 3, is what I'm playing now. And I love it. Um, I said I wasn't explaining it, but basically it is Dungeons and Dragons as a video game. And it's probably the best rated game of all time. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So that means when this other game comes out, you'll mysteriously disappear. And uh, the CIA will call you out for another secret mission. So myself, Becky, Kevin, Sarah will have to fill in, you know, your shoes while you're gone for a while, in other words. Dave. Oh, sweet. Perfectly. So, yes, I mean, the last episode we did, um, it was tremendous. I mean, your bosom buddy, Becky, did a tremendous job hosting the show. Everything went through swimmingly. And uh, so now this week we should pick up where I left off at. And some interesting news for all you listeners out there. Um, the Podbean.com, where originally all this fun stuff started, it expanded a little bit. Now, let me extrapolate on that. So that means it only holds the first 100 episodes of a podcast. Now, I've been doing this crazy thing since 2018. All of a sudden, I found out that I'm able to upload all 338 shows that I've ever done. So if people wish to go back and listen, that lets me know that uh, you can find all of our episodes. So this is what we're going to do here. I... I'm going to take a little brief pause for a second. You'll never know that we're gone. So we'll be gone for three days, five days, ten days. So we're going to pause it and come back in three, two, one. And we're back. You didn't even know we were gone. Beautiful thing. Somebody forgot to do something. See, I wasn't even going to say that. I was going to say somebody (laughs) forgot to do something. But no, since the cat's out of the bag. No shame. No shame. Um, I have been drinking a fuck ton of water and green tea lately. And yes, I know. It's just like the rules. Why didn't you go before we left the house? I didn't have the urge to go. And then I was drinking my green tea. And then my bladder's like, you you are going right now. And there was going two options. Either A, I could signal Adrian that stop recording. Or B, I was going to take this podcast into the bathroom. And you guys were going to hear some background noise. And you're going to think, Where, why is Ashley at Niagara Falls? And, you know, fun fact, I'm not. But you would have heard things and you'd be like, is that Niagara Falls or is that chicken frying? Nobody would have never have known, but you would have told everybody what you were doing. I could have played it off. I could have played it off like Ashley, you know, Ashley and her husband are on vacation. She's recording from Niagara Falls and uh, ignored the toilet flushing. So it just, just what it was, you know, just was what it was. It's a weird bidet kind of sound. But it's all right, though. Hey, hey, the prequel to the book Everyone Poops is Everyone Pees, okay? I had to pee. That's it. We're all human. I have no shame. And I, I've actually said far worse things on this podcast. I think me talking about that, we had to pause the podcast for me to go take a pee break. It's like the least. It's probably the most PG thing I could have ever said on this thing. Yep, I mean, you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it. So what is the topic uh, for today as we get away from, uh, you know, bathroom uh, conversation? Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I think we've talked uh, briefly about stuff like in another universe, what we would have done differently. It's about the same thing, but it could be about instances with customers, with family, friends, uh, opportunities. Just anything. Uh, There's no limits. There's no boundaries. We're putting all these situations in the bubble of 
you know, another dimension where it's just, it's not going to happen. It never will happen because it didn't happen. But what would we have done in these situations if given the chance, if we were given that pause button, like if you need to go take a, a pee break and then you do everything you need to do and then you hit play and nothing ever happened. Okay, so I think we should break it up into two groups. The shoulda, woulda, coulda, personal, and the shoulda, woulda, coulda, professional. You know, so we're kind of not bouncing back and forth. Where's the fun in that? Of course. Since this is your topic, you go first. I'm kind of curious to see what you got. Okay. Well, just going off of just for work stuff is what I wish, like, uh, I would have. I so badly wish I could have. And Barbie's like, I should have done it. It's just telling people, I don't fucking know. I work in the financial uh, industry. I work in a, in a banking environment. So I get people all the time asking me things. I, I get like if stuff about my company. Sorry, my dog behind me is making weird noises. Uh, people ask me like stuff about my job. That's fine. That's that's things. What type of product? This or that? I can find those answers. But you're asking me stuff that's like, how do percentages get calculated like that? When do you know that the economy is going to get better? What about interest rates? What about my mortgage? When will I be able to get a lower rate? Bro, I don't fucking know. I just work here. I'm in the now. And even even if I happen to predict, and I know that like there's going to be changes in rates at some point in the future, and I wasn't aware of that, you think I would be telling you? No. I couldn't tell you. That would be against my job, and there's a legal thing in that part, too, that I've, I forgot the name of. But so badly, people throw the most out-of-pocket questions at me. And it's just all I want to do all the time is say, I don't fucking know. And I think yesterday I came so close. I It's been very busy at work. It's been short-staffed. I have been having to clean up other, other people's messes. And I'm dealing with their members or their clients. And so these people are just asking me all these questions. Oh, my God. I don't know. I wasn't aware of the situation until you sat down at my desk giving me shit for like five minutes ago. I was having a good life up until five minutes ago. <laughs> so that's just like a little touching base of just my last like week to two weeks of work is I don't know what's up with people. I don't know if there is a full moon that's invisible in the sky. It's making people acting so weird. But man, it's just you come sit down with somebody in a customer service environment and you just think they know all the answers. If I knew all the answers, I would not be working in customer service. Well, it's all part and parcel of all the entitled people nowadays that want to come in and they telling you how to do your own job. So it's always a beautiful thing. It's been going on for a while now. And But uh, please continue your thought because I do have a shoulda, woulda, coulda professional. I mean, that's just... Uh, like a little tidbit, a little thing right there. And I have been made aware that the last episode, and I was talking very fast, I was very excited. And I was talking about my time at a concert. Doing a quick recap, and slow as I can be. I went and saw a Post Malone in concert. I had the time of my life. It was so great. I loved it. Post Malone for life. Hello, Vaughn. 
Okay. Adrian, you can go now. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. <laughs> Add on this disclaimer that I love my life. I love what I do. I love every aspect of my life. In the past couple of years now. So as much as entertaining as it would be to, to, to complain about it, I really can't. But coulda, woulda, shoulda, professionally speaking, in 2010, I worked at a particular company that uh, you put your stuff in. A lot of people have so much stuff. And they put their stuff in it. And they pay for it monthly. And this was in Orlando, folks. Yes, you people out there, Yes, that's where, you know, that's where Mickey Mouse is, in Orlando. Go figure. So yes, 2010, I worked there. A recent change of my life happened, and I left said job. That job was guaranteed. I transferred to Brevard County. People ask, where's Brevard County? I just say Cocoa Beach. And when they say, where's Cocoa Beach? I say Disney. And that just cuts it right there. And I transferred that job. And I moved on to another job because a family member uh, convinced me to leave said job to work in a call center. Now, I'm going to say call center because a call center is a very vast, vast occupation. It could be anything. But in this particular uh, call center, we sold everything from diet pills to penis pills to everything in between. Yes, I'm going to say penis pills multiple times because we had various side courses, various training sessions, various rah-rah sessions on how to sell penis enlargement pills and weight loss pills. Beautiful thing. I was at that job for almost two years, which I call purgatory. And me being in purgatory for two years gave me a chance to cleanse myself of all the sins that I guess I've done in my whole entire life. But uh, coulda, should have stayed in my job. Shoulda, should have stayed in my job. And if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would have stayed at said job where people put all their junk in particular places for a couple of months. Side note, Jesus himself put stuff in a unit that he paid for monthly. But he was late, which is really funny all in itself. Your turn. Or questions. I want to know about I want to know about Jesus here. He's a hip hippie kind of guy that died. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The other guy. Okay, yeah. Um, let the cat out of the bag because the place isn't open anymore. The place where Jesus got a place to store his belongings was a place called Holy Land. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Holy Land, it was a place in Orlando where Disney is. Holy Land was a theme park, but they, can't, but they could not say theme park because they had to pay taxes on it. So they said, it's a religious experience. I would come into work, yes, verbally eye rolling as well, people who are listening to this. I will come into work and I will hear the lovely hymns of Hallelujah in the morning at 9 a.m., the lovely hymns of Hallelujah at 6 p.m. Mixed in with around 1 or 2 p.m., I, I would hear Jesus getting whipped. And I would hear hymns and songs along with it. So yes, it was an, a religious experience. And then once a year, Holy Land would have a tax-free day. So everybody and their grandmother would drive and clog up the roads to get to Holy Land. And it would take me almost an hour and a half to get to work. And people will park in my parking lot thinking it was okay. And use my bathrooms as well. Some of the most righteous, some of the most entitled people 
to go see Jesus get crucified and walk away with nice swag on top of that. You haven't lived until you've seen a Jesus beating shirt. Okay. Can I, okay, I want to cut in here because now we're, we're going to, we're going to straight off the path here because now this is a lot, this is very interesting. So one tidbit, uh, Holy Land's actually closed down and they're tearing it down. Did you know that? Absolutely. This is why I can talk about it. Yeah. And then secondly, like how do you not buy swag when you notice that? If you go all the way back to, you know, as long as there's been public executions, there will be people, like historically, like written and documented, that people would trample each other. They would wait till, like, how people wait for Black Friday stores and concerts that they'll camp out overnight. People would do that for public executions. They wanted to see the torture. They wanted to see someone's head getting chopped off. They just wanted to see it. And I'm pretty sure if, like, there was some type of swag back then, people were buying it. But the most closest to swag that they could buy was, like, fruit, stones, and something they could throw. So they would buy off a merchant so they could throw it at them. And they'd be like, yeah, I saw someone getting hung today. I saw someone uh, going into the iron bowl. Um, and that was their thing. So it's just simply history repeating itself. And they would just go to Holy Land to watch Jesus get whipped. And people think we're joking. Uh, I did not personally go to, to Holy Land, but I had a lot of friends that would go or friends in another school system and they would go on an actual field trip there. If they went to like a Christian or a Catholic school, uh, that would be a field trip for them. And they like they can barely tell you about anything else besides the fact that you all gather around and you watch Jesus get whipped. And thinking, that's a great environment for kids. Um, <laughs> regardless of the school type or not, that that's pretty metal. Um, and I remember one time, like, no fair, I didn't see it. <laughs> so that's um yeah that that's that's definitely interesting but yeah i was actually kind of blown away because holy land has been there for years obviously and i personally forgot when they closed it but just been sitting there abandoned for so long and now about in the last year i heard that they're finally tearing it down and they're gonna build something else there and i'm like hallelujah no pun intended so, yes, to backtrack to Jesus renting a place to put his stuff, yes, he came in in full garb, minus the blood, by the way, and uh, he was in high spirits, once again, no pun intended. So, I showed Yahweh his uh, place where he can <coughs> put his stuff, went through the whole process and whatnot. I was so blown away and enamored by the character, I, I forgot his real name. I just kept calling him Jesus. He smiled and took it in stride, but he stored with us for a couple of months and he was late every single month. There were some, just some kind of cosmic humor attached to that where I had to call him and remind him to pay his storage. And it was great. Now, was, interesting. Wait, wait, was he, no, wait, was he three days late? <laughs> Send all your hate mail to the Out of Context Podcast, care of Slacking Majestically 01 at yahoo.com. Anyhow, I digress. Um, interesting postscript to this. When we would have our um, big meetings for the whole district, we would go to um, the particular job part of it, and it was right next door to Holy Land. So my job was right across the street from Holy Land, and the major bigwig conference center 
was right next door to it. And for whatever reason, every time I walked next to Holy Land, my neck started to get really hot for whatever reason. I'm not too sure why. Um, but yeah, it was quite the experience. And people will come over from across the street to use my bathroom, to park in my parking lot, and preach the good word. Even though I had to tell them, tell them it's an amusement park, just to be a smartass. And they would get mad at me and say, it's an experience. I'm like, yeah, tax-free experience. And they didn't like me after that. So yeah, they could have, would have, should have. I... I, you know, I could have stayed at that particular job. I should have stayed at that particular job. If I had to do it all over again in a very bizarre way, I would have stayed at that particular job because it was fun. We've had prostitutes was there. Um, a dead body was there. People living in their um, place to put their stuff lived there also. So it was never a dull moment. I think having any type of job in Orlando always comes with the experience. Uh, just you meet a lot of different characters of people and I remember when I used to live in South Orlando area to just Orlando itself and I man <laughs> you worked with you worked with people and you met people and you see people and even to this day anyone that's a Floridian or particularly a central Floridian they know exactly what OBT is uh, that is <laughs> an experience that that is a religious experience I had not, might, might not be the religion you're thinking of, but that's a religious experience, all right. When you go through there, never walk that road. Don't walk that road. Um, we can do a whole show on that particular aspect, but uh, please oh continue. My God. Uh, I'm trying to think of my next should have, would have, could have. Personal wise, because you did yours business. Let's do one personal. As she looks Hold back on. at her animals. I, my, my, no, well, my dog, he's just being an attention little cooer. Because he's stuck in my room with me because I have the door shut because he wants to be out in the house where my husband's at. And no, you're going to give him peace of mind. You don't need to go outside. You just ate. <laughs> you had water. You're just being an attention to her. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go with personal. So, oh, a lot of those would be dangerous. And my husband's on the other side of the room, so we're not going to go. Actually, I no, I do have one. Is I should have, would have, could have. Is when I was working, just before Obamacare and all that stuff kicked in, where you know there wasn't really like you had to work 40 hours a week and then you got overtime or all these requirements. And with my first job, I was able to do all that. I pulled shifts and worked doubles, doubles and a half, nearly every single day. And I was a seasonal employee. And I saved up a lot of money. And then I started my next job when my season was up and I still continued to save money. And I had a lot of, like I would say a lot, but I had a pretty decent amount of stuff saved up. And I had the opportunity to use this money to do a down payment for a vehicle and to move in to be roommates and friends and start my independent life. And I instead helped my family. Uh, they made all these promises and all these things of what would be beneficial to me if I helped them out. And of course, like an idiot, I listened and I did it and made nothing but regrets since then. And I missed the opportunities where I really, I mean, I got to be independent. I did technically live by myself, but it was my parents' house. They weren't there. Um, but 
farming, just, you know, I never had that, got that experience. And if I could go back in time, no repercussions, like I would still have this outcome. I would like to do that. It, it would be to have some sense of independence where I got out of that house a lot sooner than I did with my own car and my own place with two friends of mine that are still friends. I'm still friends with to this day. And that would be really great. It, especially, I don't know, it, it would have been nice to have my own space for a little while and not have to live under someone else's rules. And then when I finally did move out, it was with my now husband. And it just kind of like trading one place to another where, you know, nothing is really 100% yours. Mm -hmm. And there's like a creative uh, downside to it. So, like for me, I can't, like I wanted us to move into another house because I want a a separate room where it's going to be my my gaming room and I can decorate and I can do things how I want to do it. Without someone saying, that's not going to look nice. I don't care. It looks cool. So, yeah, that was my personal shoulda, woulda, coulda. Interesting. Now, now of course, people who are listening to the show wondering why there are small pauses in between the conversations. In the background are her animals, you know, once again, are just, you know, wanting attention from her. And, you know, just like, just like most animals, you know, they will get you at the most inopportune time during mid-conversation for wanting attention. So just letting you know, just putting it out there. So my personal shoulda, woulda, coulda, once again, in bizarro world, let me set the scene here. Take this ride with me. As the dogs try their hardest to get your attention, it's the most adorable thing in the world here. Once again, folks, very soon we'll be on Twitch and you will see her reaction as the dogs try their darndest to get her attention. Uh, yeah, I'm in no hurry for that because I, I, let me tell you that nine out of ten times, I'm looking like a bum when we are doing this podcast. I am not wearing makeup. My hair is up. Uh currently wearing a really old tank top, no bra on, and I am just, uh, man, I'm looking like Uncle Dan in a trailer park right now. It's well, not I mean, pretty. Well, it makes you feel any better. I'm unshaven. I should be under a bridge scaring little children. Um, but on top of that, um, the shoulda, woulda, coulda for me, wow, they really want your attention, folks. I wish I wish you can, I wish everybody can see this. Um, in... I'm thinking in uh, before the 2000s, a little bit, a little bit early 2000s. Uh, my one of my good friends, uh, unfortunately, was in a car accident, and due to that, all he suffered I believe, was I believe it was like a broken leg, broken ankle, and he got compensated very, very handsomely for it. And he had the idea to pack up and just drive cross cross country. Bought a brand new Pathfinder, and he wanted myself and my brother to go with. Now, mind you, this was a little bit after high school, so myself and my brother were kind of futzing around, working at the movie theater, not really having a direction temporarily. So he's like, let's go to Colorado. I have family in Colorado. We can live out there and give it a shot. I have money. You have money. He has money. Let's go. So we all hopped in the Parcher family bus, drove cross-country, wound up in Colorado and yeah we went to a lovely town called Vail Colorado for those of you who aren't unfamiliar with Vail Colorado Vail Colorado is the equivalent of Disneyland expensive <coughs> very shiny tons of white people 
and, and uh, hot, heavily used on a daily basis. So we got signed up with a place called Vale Associates, which is the equivalent of working at Disney because you work for the town of Vale and you do whatever job they need you to do. So my brother and his friend worked for Vale Associates. I got a job working at a Blockbuster. Those of you millennials who know what a Blockbuster is, pause the podcast and look up Blockbuster. It's a video store, not that bad. Come to find out it's a franchise Blockbuster. The guy who worked there was a total perv, hit on every single woman that came in there, and his buddy next door worked in a pizza place and he was high 24 seven. So basically, myself, my brother, my friend got hired by the guy looking at us going, you guys work together? Yes. Need a job? Yes. Okay, you're hired. You start tomorrow. Mind you, the pothead guy would come over and go, you want some pizza? And I would say, sure. No problem. Five days later of pizza every single day, we kind of got sick of it. But it was free and we didn't care. And uh, yeah. So how it turned out, we would get an apartment owned by Vale Associates. We would unlock our doors, have our doors open at all times of the night because... People were white, they were rich, so they didn't bother breaking in trying to rob us. And every day we'd go to work across the street, guy high as hell, wants the pizza, absolutely, save money. And yeah, it was great. So, the part where you're hanging on to, the shoulda part, I shoulda stayed. And the reason why I didn't stay, because my friend had his girlfriend, soon to be wife, was back in Florida, so he went back for her. My brother had a girlfriend back in Florida, Went back for her, and me like an idiot, I went back also, and I could have stayed. So, but yeah, it was fun. Um, we did a whole lot of stupid stuff. Um, my brother, then of course, this is years ago, so nay on him. He would order porn, and have porn delivered to the house. He sat down with his headphones on, listened to music, watched porn in the living room. Um, my friend would work for Vale Associates, come home with a crap ton of beer, have friends come over and drink beer. And we'd eat Chinese food from my brother's walk. He'd make Chinese food every night. And I'd come home and I'd clean up. And that's what we did. And it was fun. And we were just all stupid young adults having a good old time. But we decided to come back because of relationships and whatnot. So coulda, woulda, shoulda. I should have stayed there. And it was fun. It was an experience. Okay. So now we're going to go back to professional. Uh, I'm, I had a professional one in my head. And I... Cannot remember. Um, honestly, I don't personally, besides the you know, like interactions and arguments to have with with customers, uh, there's no really could have, would have, should have. Uh, I guess one would be I just I didn't quit a job sooner than I did. There was only one job I've ever quit on the spot, and I worked for a hotel, and it was a very small hotel. It was basically it's a chain of uh, hotels that I'm pretty sure if I said the name everyone would know what I'm talking about but they'd be owned but they were chains it would be chains not corporation and it was very like it's very hard to move up the chain to, to say and our general manager was a horrible human being horrible he would he was going in and out through staff all the time because he was very toxic abusive and he was cheap, and he actually made customers cry at some point. And the fact is that I guess I had enough hair in my chest that I put up with him for so long. But there was times where, so this is when I still lived over in high school, which is near the Kinney Space Center. And 
between the Kennedy Space Center and Port Canaveral, there's always these companies that have workers that are out on contract for several months at a time where they're there Monday through Friday. So they stay, so the company pays for their hotel lodging and they're gone for the weekend. So a lot of these companies of these construction workers that are away from home are staying in our hotel and they're, and I would work, be stuck working the late night shifts where I'm there until 11 by myself. And I have to go tell them to get out of the pool area, out of the grill area, because I have to lock everything up. I have to occasionally walk through the halls. Sometimes if someone calls, because, you know, my general manager is too cheap to hire a maintenance employee for nighttime. If someone had an issue, I had to walk to their room by myself. So there was plenty of times where there was harassment. Uh, um, I felt genuinely scared when I remember going to a room because they said their TV wasn't working. I remember walking into the room to, with a new remote and two dudes are sitting on each bed and as they go in there to, because I'm thinking, okay, just watch, gonna fix the TV and be right out. And the guy closes the door behind me and I'm like, and I was terrified. Um, and the guy, I guess, the one guy who picked up on, like, I was scared. He's like, oh, he's like, wait, it's fine. Like, it, or whatever, I can't remember what he said, but I think he knew what I was afraid of and he tried to brush it off, like, and calm me down. Uh, but there were so many instances where things happened that I was not comfortable with that I hated. And when you would tell him about these things, because he liked having the money more, he didn't care. He's just like, you're okay, you're fine. Um, and I remember uh, a housekeeper, she sexually assaulted very, like, in a very bad way. And the cops got involved too. And he was telling her while waiting for the cops, is like, you're gonna cost me so much money. You're gonna like he was he was horrible. So I just remember I was only there for eight months. And I remember taking my husband to the airport so he can go visit his family. And that I drove back home and that night I realized I'm just gonna quit this job. I I'm just done. <laughs> I'm quitting. And that's exactly what I did is I called, talked to the to the night auditor, and I said, Hey, I'm not coming in tomorrow. He's like, oh, okay, are you just not feeling well or what's going on? I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just quitting. And he's like, you know what, good for you. <laughs> um, because no one ever really lasted long in that job. And they're surprised how long I lasted. And, um, and then I set my immediate resignation. And I emailed that. And I blocked that hotel's number. I blocked his number. And I blocked other people that were staffed that I knew that he would use. And that's fine. And I and I felt a little bad because they had being the general manager had their own he has his own apartment on on location, and he had his wife, and he and he had his daughter and his son-in-law visiting from their country, and the daughter the daughter or no I'm sorry she was the daughter-in-law and he's he was the son. I could tell, like, she, she didn't want to leave because she had a really good job where she was, all that stuff, and she was trying to be friends with me, but I stopped talking to her. She was the person I had to cut off mm. because her disgusting husband would try to flirt with me any chance he got, and he would try to be in the office alone with me any chance he got. I hated that place. It was a fucking nightmare for a female person. It, it, was, it was horrible. So that was my would have, should have, could have. Like, I wish I didn't even take that job. I should have just remained unemployed rather than take that job. That's one thing 
on my history that if I could take back, I would just take back that entire experience of eight months, and I would have chosen to just be unemployed. I have a 1A. I mean, the place where I store my belongings, that's 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 pretty much number one. But I think the 1A would have been, and I can say this because we talked about this ad nauseum, so we're not going to get into it too deeply, was a convenience store. I wish I'd never worked there. Never, ever. Ever, ever worked there. Did I say ever? Ever worked there. Because, yes, I met you. Yeah, I met a couple other people, you know, that's still keep in contact with to this day, but never would have worked there because based on all the experiences and all the, so many different words to describe that. Uh, you know, the negativity, the toxicity, um, you know, oh, good, I can't think of the word. But anyhow, it'll come back to me, but yes. The audacity. Yes, <laughs> the gall of them. No, um, just working there was quite interesting. And, and, you know, the way I worked, the way I, left the job is still legendary. People still talk about how I left that job. And it was simple. When I'm break, you know, call my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, I'm leaving. You're quitting? Yep, I'm going home taking a nap. Took a two hour nap, woke up, I had like eight missed calls, voicemails, everything. Asking me, was I coming wow. back? And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, because everybody worked with a tyrant that's not there anymore. Everyone had horrible experience. Turnover rate was high. You know, for a very simplistic kind of a job, everybody made it difficult. And I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand times, that people who are, people who are still there, that have lasted longer than me, kudos to them. It works for them, but not for me. Yeah, exactly. I, I know, so I know people from this job, I originally... Um, like, I kind of feel the same way. It's a job I probably wishes I didn't have to experience. But at the same time, I kind of am glad for it because of the people I met. Uh, you're okay. Like, you're somewhere on that list. Uh, I mean, numbers don't mean anything. Bottom rung. At but, least bottom rung. Uh, somewhere in the double digits, at least. Thank you. Um, like, so before I transferred to the store where you and I had met, I was working over in Orlando. And I worked a lot of night shifts. And then, you know, I had a lot of fun memories with people I worked with. I mean, you worked with me. I'm the type of person that I can take bad situations and I can just make work a fun environment just to have fun, joke around. Because at the end of the day, where we are is shitty. The people are shitty. So I just try to make it silly, goofy, and all of us have fun. And that way, because if you're laughing and someone's being an asshole to you, it just doesn't suck as much. Um, the person, and I'm pretty sure you're talking about that, you know, when you think it's a tyrant, it still baffles me that I think I'm the only person that did not have that experience with that person. And, um, I mean, we can go, we, we can, we're always going to have that conversation as to the theories of why and all that. But yeah, that's still, I mean, I see it. I understand, like, I can see the point of view. I, I could see how other people would be treated sometimes. And, but for me, it's just like, ah, I've, I've never had that experience. Well, so, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't the person. Because I understood that that person had a job to do. <clears throat> I understand that, you know, with that position comes a lot of responsibility. So you have to do what you can to get the best out of the people that's under you. I understand that fully. 
you know, just most people didn't understand that either. All they saw was a person, you know, berating them and stuff, you know, and pushing them. Me, from what I saw of that particular person, they made it personal. And the moment they made it personal was the moment I knew I had to go. Yeah, the job was job was what it was. And there's so much so many interesting, bizarre things that happened there. There are so many times I'd ask myself, you know, you know, what the F? And which leads me to my next question to you. And this could be about anything. Um, what was your what the fuck moment at any job that you've worked at? What was the what like what was it? What was the top one that you still look back on at this day? And you're like, I cannot believe this happened at my job. So though I know I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before, probably very, very long time ago. But for me, it was a what the fuck moment. Uh, so the same job but this is before we met and this is at a different location where I originally started at. Um, so we had, you know, hot food items and stuff and we could eat, eat them. Like we had to pay for them, of course, but you could eat them. And uh, we had a, a employee. He was a very hard worker. He was about to be promoted to be a manager and he was like a really great guy. His girlfriend came in to visit him for his lunch break and she was very heavily pregnant. And he told her, he's like, hey, go ahead and take, you know, two items off of that and I'll go pay for it. And like, you know, he walked with her, he gave it to her, had her go sit down and he got in line to pay for it. And we, I guess apparently we had secret shoppers that were from corporate that happened to be there and they fired him because he didn't pay for it first. And that was so horrible of them that, I mean, if I didn't need money, I like, I, I wish I could have walked out. That was everyone, including my own management, because it was out of their control. They had no choice. Um, everyone was pissed off about that. And like I remember my, my store manager at the time, he tried to fight that. Um, but no, someone um, with a small dick was so pissed off that he had the, he had the audacity to get his pregnant girlfriend um, food and then go wait in the line to pay. It's not like he walked to sit down with her. He didn't walk to the back. He didn't. He went straight to stand in the line. And they fired him. So that was that's a big, huge what the fuck moment I can think of. And another one was my previous job before my current one. Uh, the job I was at for four years. And I know you and I have exchanged horror stories of my experience there. Mm-hmm. What what was the Cam, like breaking the camel's back moment for me is also what the fuck is my entire team and myself we all had COVID we all got infected and we were all out the same the, at the same time um, I had it the worst and then a coworker of mine he had it just as almost as bad as me and our three other coworkers had it bad but they quickly recovered and they were able to return to work so basically during this month of being very short staffed and two employees, I was literally out for a month. Uh, by the time we all got back together, our district manager was going over our numbers for the month. And because our numbers were really bad, because we were all sick and two of us being in the, were in the hospital and myself where I nearly died, it was, there was no excuses. It was embarrassing. And she just tore through us. And that in that moment, we're all like, we're fucking leaving. Uh, my assistant manager, she was gone first. She was gone in like, like two weeks. Uh, the next was my manager. 
he was gone in a month. And then two months after that, uh, myself and other co-worker that had COVID almost as bad as I did, him and I had the same lap. Like we put in our two weeks at the same time. Um, only one other person from our team remained there, but he's at a different location and it's better for him and he likes where his team where he's at and that's great, good for him. But that was another what the fuck moment for me. It's you I don't know. I get I get it's like we were all just bailing because we're like, hey, fuck this job, like we're just gonna call out a whole bunch of times. But no, we all had code, we all had the positive test results, we all had the doctor's notes, I had the, the hospital notes and everything explaining why I, I was on a short-term disability leave. And this bitch had the audacity, like how embarrassing it was for our numbers to be like that, like, bitch. So yeah, that was, that was it for me. And I remember them trying to keep me, like when I said, hey, here's my two weeks, and they were trying to get me to stay, they gave me three offers to stay. And I was like, no. <laughs> I have two. I have two what the fuck moments. And then we'll wrap it up here very shortly. Now, my first one was, and we talked about this before, in the Slacking Majestically era of you and I. And of course, this is a famous one. This is a famous story that everybody knows. And it's actually on the news. It's on the news. And uh, yes. <laughs> Now, a little bit of backstory, and I'll make it very brief, very, very brief. Two co-workers um, of the uh, convenience store, girlfriend and boyfriend, had a baby together, and come to find out the baby was uh, abused in the hospital, GoFundMe, everything, soup to nuts. Come to find out, the boyfriend got arrested, who knows where he is today, who cares? And the mother, she got arrested but was released. And she was away from the job for a certain period of time. And from the higher-ups, told us that she is coming back to work Christmas Day. And, yeah, the district manager told, told all the employees and, and told us what's going on. And after all the gasps and whispers and everything, we were told... Do not say a word. Do not tell any customers. Do not confront her about it. Just basically pretend it didn't happen. One of the employees, she got up and she quit. Another employee yep. was like, okay, if this person comes in, I'm leaving. Christmas Day she walked in, that person walked out. Customers came in, saw her face, pulled me aside, and just lit me up. You know, saying, why is she here? What's going on? If she's coming here, I'm not coming back. And yeah, a whole lot of customers left because of that issue. And to this day, that person is still there. So that was wow. that was my what the fuck moment. Yeah, that uh, I still remember. Yeah, when we did Slacking Majestically and we talked about that. Still, you know, <laughs> oh, I told you so shit. Yep, go ahead. Um, Go ahead. No, no, no. We, we all know. We all know. But, yeah, that, that that's the thing. Is I, I would have done the same exact thing if I if I could have. Um, I guess some people aren't in that financial position to just walk away. Um, I know, like, how I just explained my story about the guy that got fired. Um, like, your principles, and it sucks because you have very strong principles and you know how fucked the situation is, but then you're like, you 
have your own things going on and you need the money and you're not in a fortunate situation where you can just simply up and leave the job like that and you don't have anything backed up. Uh, some people are smart and they save the money. They have money or they have an opportunity waiting for them. But, um, yeah, it was just... I, I'm still... That still makes me very upset, even from the first time you told me and just knowing where, you know, my friend got fired to get his pregnant girlfriend food and have her sit down so, while he goes to pay. But then you have a piece of shit human being like that. It's like, yeah, we're going to let her come back. Yeah, and like I said, once wow. I got once I got the whole story, then of course, you know, that changed, that changed the whole dynamic of it. And the second one was after the first time I left that particular company and my district manager literally reached out to me and asked me to come back. And I'm like, okay, you reached out to me. You asked me to come back. We have a game plan set. It is what it is. I apologize. It was an impulsive move for my own personal reasons. I could have handled it better. It was what it was. So I came back and then that manager that we spoke about after two days took me outside in the back of the store and reamed me out for 10 minutes. Would not let me get a word in edgewise. That young lady made it personal and just lit me up for 10 minutes. After she was done, she said, do you have anything to say? Now mind you, ladies and gentlemen who haven't really seen what I look like. I'm a six foot black man. Now, I could have struck the angry black man face and scared her, but no, I'm a team player. And I, and I loved what I did. So I, I just folded my hands behind my back and I smiled and I said, no, no questions. After she lit me up, I knew it was time to go. So that same morning when I, she demanded everybody take an, an early break, I'm like, okay, hopped in my car, made my phone call, went home. Never came back. Never, ever came back. Because regardless how you feel about a situation, about how you feel about a person, don't make it personal. And she made it personal. She made it known that how angry she was at me and disappointed she was at me. She, she didn't know me from Adam. I was just a worker. And I took it upon myself. I felt like I, I felt what I had to do was right. Because it was so unprofessional the way I was treated. So I left, came back, got reamed out, and I left again. Never oh, turned yeah. back. You know, so oh, yeah. I was very fortunate. I was financially stable enough to walk away. Most people couldn't. But I walked away, found something else a little bit later. And after that, I've been fine ever since. Yeah, uh, no, I, I agree with you. And uh, currently, so I can't talk about situations at my current job right now. Just because I never know someone in my current job is listening listens to this podcast. Uh, but off off podcast, like I'm gonna tell you some stories where I have near like there's two times I've nearly walked away from this job. Uh, for things that happened outside of the building I work in and which was just I thought was complete bullshit. And uh, two times I got I got talked down, you know, but um, I, I still fight against this. It's something that was, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it without giving too many details. Basically, it's like an injustice that's happening. Mm. Uh, just people who are behaving a certain type of way that is like, why, why do you act this way? Like, why are you like this? Especially in a professional workplace. 
and I have been fighting that, not directly towards them, but where this should not be tolerated. Mm -hmm. But twice I had to say, like, okay, I am, I am ready to leave. Well, the first time was I'm actually quitting. I am like I was actually locking up my desk and everything. I was like, I am quitting right now. The second time is I'm about ready to. And both times, you know, I had a meeting with someone like um, higher up and told them as to why I feel this way. And I wasn't overreacting. I wasn't super emotional. I made it very clear. And it's like, it's ridiculous that we're full grown adults and there's people that talk, that will talk to others this way and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I am 29 years old. I do not need to be talked to this way. I would, I would never allow myself. The only reason why I do not react the way I would love to is out of respect for my, for my managers, because I know it's going to come to their door if I choose to react to the way that they, those people are reacting towards me and other people. But I don't need to work in this environment. I can go take my business. I can take my business somewhere else. I have a good resume. I know I can get a job someplace else. If anything, I am fortunate enough that I have a husband that's supportive, and I can go without a job for a few months while I'm looking. So it's just like, I don't care. I will leave. This this shit needs to change. And actually, things have changed. Uh, I don't want to say solely based off of me, but I feel like it's a cumulative of between myself and other people standing up about it. Um, but no, it doesn't matter what environment I'm in. There's only so much I will allow to happen, uh, including cus with customers. Uh, you can be rude to an extent, but I have a line, and you're not going to cross it, and I will give you the first warning, like, hey, that's not okay. I'm trying to help you, et cetera, et cetera. And they continue that way. I will lock my computer, lock my desk, and I'll say, hey, have a good day. I can no longer help you. And I will walk away. Yeah. I'm, I will I'm, always do that. Yeah, I do remember we talked about that. You know, it has become a point where it gets rude and abusive. And I'm very fortunate that I haven't had that uh, in my almost uh, three years uh, being with my current uh, job right now. So I'm very lucky I haven't had that. I've had a few, a few irate angry customers, but they still stick around because I have, I have one of these jobs to where they have to come to me. Just, just like your job, they have to come to you. You don't come to them, you know, mm -hmm. so, and you can instantly turn them away, close their account and stuff like that. Even if it gets, if it gets to that point, but, um, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting, you know, I like to know how people work and how people operate and how entitled they feel, you know, to like, you don't want to talk to you a certain way to treat you a certain way. And, and they think it's okay. But once you, you know, retort, they get really shocked and then they want to speak to your manager. So it's, it's, it's always a hoot and a holler when that happens. But, uh, as we close up this show here for this episode of the Out of Context Podcast, this hour has gone by really, really, really fast. <laughs> I'm really surprised by that. Yeah. No, uh, it's, it's just one of, those, it's one of those episodes that you and I get in where it's not entirely super or silly goofy. We kind of had a little neutral tone to it. I wouldn't say neutral, but as in we weren't too off the rails. Uh, it wasn't so chaotic. It's just a nice little break. Uh, probably the next episode, we're probably going to have uh, one or both or whoever back on the show. And we're going to have that chaos reign and Adrian sigh and roll his eyes. And, you know, he's going to be like, man, that was a train wreck. I'm be like, yeah, we know that's what we wanted. Uh-huh. Yes, uh, we will. We will get back to dick and fart jokes, so it's it's okay. Uh, any uh, any closing thoughts as we end this uh, podcast week? 
Well, plug, plug as always. Ash Majestics is where you can find me on social media. Uh, feel free to search me on whatever, whatever you can find. Um, but it's really <laughs> Instagram that I will communicate with you on. I, I know I have other social media accounts. A lot of them I don't really use. Instagram is the one I'm always on. Uh, well, besides TikTok, with that TikTok is mostly just with me, like scrolling and laughing at stupid videos, and occasionally sending really dark humor ones to Adrian, especially. Yes, yes, especially. And of course, like I said before, you can always find us on 22 free different platforms out there. Of course, whether it be Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify. And of course, at the end of this month, the Stitcher app will no longer be available. Um, and of course, uh, very soon, Sirius XM will pick us up very shortly. Ooh. Yep. And like I mentioned before, uh, the podbean.com, walkerac76.podbean.com. You can find all 338 episodes from the very first episode that I, oh boy, powered through, which was atrocious, to the current episodes we have right now that are more professional sounding, that are that are halfway decent versus the very beginning. So, if any one of you out there in podcast land want to hear me sing, want to hear my first episode, want to hear me kvetch about a whole racial stuff back then, listen back to 2018. This week you can find all the classic episodes. And uh, I am on TikTok. Um, the link is down below. I just started doing some stuff, some animation and whatnot. So take a look on there and let me know what you think. And uh, as we end the show here, I have to sit back, take a deep breath, and let uh, Ash Majestics do her thing, folks. Godspeed. Oh, my God. You... You why why do you want this? You asked for this. You can tell me at any time. Hey, we're gonna change nothing. You're not gonna do this anymore. Because, but you you like it. I lost the safe it. word. I just, I mean I just lost the safe word. That's that's all it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So let's see. Let oh, me no. look at tricks here. I'm afraid. Okay. What do you call a bagel that can fly? What? A plain bagel. But a... Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>